your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 19 minutes before the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show, and we're pleased to be joined by the air guitar playing Lisa Freeman. Woo! She- <laughs> She's, uh, she's strumming along. She is the incumbent school board member from Manchester's Ward 5, a candidate for re-election. One of my uh, evil compatriots on the board of school. Evil. Wow. Yeah, she, 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 evil. She, gets, she gets attacked as being uh, you know a nasty human being almost as much as I do. Uh, little Rich. They call me Little Rich. Or well, Little Lot. Depends on what day it is. Well, maybe it, it could depend on you know how you look after you come back from the hairdresser, too. See sure, which haircut sure. is more like ours. And, right. You know. Maybe right. we should start coordinating outfits. Oh, that would be really pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's really not a good idea. <laughs> anyway, Lisa is a first-term incumbent seeking re-election to the school board. And from time to time, we both shake our head and say, why? why? But at the end of the day, we know why. Because uh, for some of us, it really is about the kids. And with that, Lisa, good morning. Welcome to the Gerard L. Large Radio Show. Good morning, Richard. Thank you for having me. Uh, glad to. Glad to. So, Lisa, um, tell people a little bit about yourself, personally and professionally. And then we'll talk. Then we'll talk shop. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not new to the game, but I will. Uh, yeah, you're snap. old. I'm lady. old. I've been around a old long time. Lady. By the way, this segment brought to us by Mayor Ted Gatzis. He said Manchester is undergoing a renaissance, and he has crafted a blueprint to harness that energy. His 12 point plan. We have 12 words in the city. Right. Isn't like that, that ironic? Is available at tedgatzis.com slash plan. That's tedgatzis.com slash plan, where he tackles. Taxes and spending, the opioid epidemic, safer streets, neighborhoods, wants to pave the future, modernize city trash collection, better schools and smaller class sizes, expanding public transit, charter changes to address conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. And the practice of taxpayer funded health insurance for part time elected officials, invest uh, and improve our parks and public spaces, responsible energy solutions for Manchester. And Manchester's path to a thriving economy. Those are the 12 points. Learn more at tedgatzis.com slash plan. Now you may speak. Well, what was the question? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself oh, personally yeah, yeah, and professionally. Yeah. Well, if anyone doesn't follow know. Follow the shiny object. And follow the object, right? right <laughs> oh, a bunny. Um, <laughs> I'm originally from Boston. I've been up here for 20 years. Moved up here with my uh, husband and uh, then um, young son came to uh, New Hampshire because we absolutely embraced the method of government they had up here. It was local accountability. Um, uh, it was more a community-oriented atmosphere than it was in Massachusetts. Um, and uh, I love my second home. I, I have established Manchester as my new hometown. I'll call, of course, I'm never going to lose my Boston accent. I'm sorry for that. Um, I, I, I believe it gives me some flavor. Uh <laughs> I am an occupational therapist by education. I, I, I work with Alzheimer's and dementia patients and have been doing that for, oh gosh, too many years that I'd like to uh, like to say, but I love what I do. Um, I also am the parent of a now adult child um, on the spectrum. So all my years of dealing with the Manchester School District um, taught me some very valuable lessons for a staff. Um, if I didn't have the level of education that I had, where would my son be? And second, that there are a lot of parents um, that feel pretty hamstrung by the system and really don't know where to turn to. So subsequently, I decided to do a little parent advocacy and felt that being on the school board, I would be able to enact some real changes um, 
and uh, that's where I am. And that's where we are. All right. So let's let's talk about this past term. What what have been some of the highlights and uh, uh, accomplishments that you think you've had an impact on? And what do you think some of the uh, disappointments and failures have been? Well, uh, one of the things that will resonate with me, and I'll probably go down in history as the head lice queen, but that's okay with me. <laughs> I am uh, if that is my dubious distinction in his in Manchester history, then so be it. Reinstating the head lice policy that says that um, between the uh, grades of kindergarten and fifth grade, if a child presents with an active case of head lice, the child will be sent home and will not be readmitted to the school um, until the with, nurse verifies until the nurse that, verifies they, that there is no live head lice. Also, right. now, that, and that's not a small matter because no, you're. Um, the lady that I defeated when we ran two years ago, Kathy Staub, who was an at-large member of the school board at the time, is running to be back on the school board. But instead of running against me, she's running, running against, against you. Me. And she was the chief architect and the primary motivation behind changing that policy to one that said instead of sending them home, they were expected to be in school. Mm-hmm. And this has had a disproportionate effect. I mean, we, we had multiple complaints from parents out of Gosler. Um, and it, we even had we had parents that were so upset out of uh, Wilson School, which mm-hmm. is in your ward, exactly that they came on this radio show uh, to talk about their experiences with their daughter after that policy being enacted, contracting head lice multiple times, and uh, the, the the school guidance counselor called the Department of Health and Human Services and reported them for neglect. Can you imagine? Because they refused to send their kid to school until they got rid of the head lice. It, uh, uh, they, they, and the state showed up on their doorstep. We're here from the state. Uh, you've been reported for neglect. And they say that the state, when the state social worker found out why they'd been reported, they were they were they were not happy. And they said, OK, you're fine. And they left. Mm-hmm. Um, so but Kathy Staub was the architect of that policy that said kids with live head lice running around their heads should be left in school because, after all, it's not contagious, really. And she also famous- and it's not deadly. Yeah, I, I love that. It's and not deadly. You're not going to die from it, right? She also famously said she didn't want uh, parents to have to be burdened with the care of their children, mm-hmm. having to stay home until the bugs were gone. And he, she didn't want these children to be stigmatized. Stigmatized. That, that was the right other- because leaving them in then school with you know where kids can see the bugs crawling around their head is not going to stigmatize them at all. Right. So anyway, right. she's she's making a, a run back at you. So mm-hmm. you know, and knowing Kathy, she'll bring up the head lice policy again. And 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 let you know, bring it on. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is called quality of life, my friends. You yeah. know, and then as we did a little more digging around the head lice issue, we come to find out that one of the reasons why they changed the policy is because it was a recommendation from the CDC that this was. A, and the, these are two words that I hope I don't have to hear for a long time. It was a best practice, uh, evidence based best evidence based best practice yeah, yeah. for who, um, <laughs> and 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 upon further investigation, we come to find out that this was actually an edict that was um, uh, given by the uh, State Board of Education because they wanted to have 95% attendance in the classes, um, and they were tying that into our adequacy money. So this was the problem. This this had nothing to do with being stigmatized by head lice. This had nothing to do um, with being concerned about these children um, not being in school enough. This had everything to do with the dollars and cents. So When there was no legitimate threat against the dollars and exactly, cents. Exactly. There was never. There was never. And and as I was doing some investigation on head lice, um, and, and, and mind you, my son never had a case of head lice. My son always had a high and tight. 
mm-hmm. he did not like long hair. He did not like hair all about him. So I, I never had an issue with head lice with him. And he went to the Wilson Street School. Um, the problem was I did some more work and then I'm coming up with these cases of super head lice and, um, and, and the negative effects of, of continually treating these children with these very toxic chemicals on the heads more than three to four times within a two year period. What, you know, what, what the physical ramifications of that. Extremely toxic pesticide. Extremely toxic. Extremely, extremely toxic. So, you know, doing all this research, uh, not only to become concerned, but I became horrified. What are we doing to these kids? You know, whether they go to Wilson Street or Green Acres, no matter where they are in the city, these kids deserve a quality of life. And if they're too busy in class being consumed with scratching their heads, then they're not getting what they need educationally. So, yeah. uh, and, and we even had to fight to have a notice go home to parents. Uh, you know, so Johnny in the fifth grade is sitting next to Susie, who's got a case of head lice. They tried to block sending home a notice notifying the parents that there was that, an active case of head lice in so the class so they could check their own kids to make sure that it hadn't spread and that's when i went all radio talk show host uh the only time i've done it the whole term yes i know that uh, i went all radio talk show host on the city's uh health uh, director my good friend tim susie and i say that because yeah, i am friends with tim when he when he said that parent notification was opposed to evidence-based best practice and i lost it well, and, and you know, and then he stopped coming on the show. Every yes, other he week did. To do and that's unfortunate. Health and safety, public and that, health segment. And that's unfortunate. This was not personal. This, this <laughs> was not personal. This is about quality of life. These kids deserve a quality of life, whether they're five minutes. That's all you got left. Oh, my gosh. Whether a title one school and not a title one school, these kids deserve a quality of life. So that was my that that was one of the shining moments in the two years I've been on the board. Gotcha. Um, I'll, I'll move through quickly. Some of the some of the really good things we've done. I ready. Baby, we got yeah. rid of all of those assessments. I, I mean, I'll be dancing in the street for a long time about that. Yeah. The committee that Dr. Vargas put together to, uh, to examine that, um, scrutinize Christine Brennan, Christine Brennan mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, that was probably the most productive thing we've done at this point. And importantly, that undid all of the piles of testing yep. that the prior board, which included your Kathy opponent, uh, you know, put on to the kids because... We were we were in data driven mode mm-hmm. and we weren't using the data. More importantly, we weren't you know, we hear people talk about, well, you know, we should we should do a study. Well, we did a study. It was called a curriculum audit. And that curriculum audit sat for five years before anybody did anything with it. Doctor Vargas is the first superintendent to seriously address that. While everybody else was running around uh, trying to reinvent the wheel, trying to reinvent the wheel when they'd already been given a track to run on. The problem is when you're you're given a track to run on and it it runs contrary to the things that you've done or the things that you want to do. And it it uh, it it uh, sends a few sacred cows to the uh, to the butcher shop. Uh They 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 defer to the say it's like we're in India. Oh, well, we have to drive around the cow. Um, No, you know, you have to you have to you have to make tasty hamburger out of the sacred cow because it is occupying resources uh, or otherwise being counterproductive when it shouldn't be. So the the eliminating all those unnecessary assessments, putting something in that's definitely going to give us a a better view of what's going on academically for these kids. That is definitely a huge achievement. I think another big achievement um, that we've had is um, the arrival of Dr. Vargas. Well, I know he's getting some pushback from members on that board. Um, I, I think 
think that is a resource we should not squander. So I, I think people sitting on the board right now and people who will be coming onto the board really need to take a long, hard look at what he stands for, what he brings to the table, and utilize that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, you were on the committee that brought us Dr. Vargas. Yep. And- I think she was on the committee that brought us Dr. Livingston, with all due respect to Dr. Livingston. It probably could, Um, uh, and that I don't know. Um, I do know that, and Richie and I were on that committee together, that Dr. Vargas was the only candidate that got a unanimous vote. So um, uh, you mean from the committee? Well, uh, yeah. no, Vinny the Super, the guy from uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, also got a unanimous recommendation. No, I don't think he did. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, you know what? You, you, there's five bucks that says I'm right. <laughs> And five dollars anyway, to somebody it, running a campaign it, is a lot of money. Yeah, it, no, so, it, it, it does. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because but, he was unanimously recommended, and he ended up being the last guy standing. So he did, and I, I think if people continue to give him so much pushback, not in a, it, it, look, you can push back and disagree and, and, and dispute, but push back in a negative manner, we will lose a very valuable resource in Manchester right now. So um, I, I, I'm very, I'm very proud of what the committee did with that work. I'm also, um, I, I'm happy with the level of communication that at one point was open up with the school members. I worked very hard on that, um, on that committee to not let personalities get in the way of making decisions, not letting politics get in the way of decisions. It's one of my biggest things is I don't want any politics on the school board. Unfortunately, this past month or so, that's kind of um, dissipated. It seems that, you know, circling the wagons around someone who broke a law is the norm. But um, I really... Not a law, two state laws, multiple charter provisions and board policies. uh, And you know what? I would have been fine if the board had said, let's receive and file it, lesson learn, if... They had released the letter, but they chose not to release the investigative report from the lawyer. I'm still baffled at how he can call that legal advice versus the findings of a report. But nonetheless, they, the board could have cleared it up by voting to do it, uh, voting to release it, and at least making the, the particulars known. And I'm not, I, you know, I never was comfortable with the receive and file motion for a variety of reasons. First off, it was not personal. The, you know, it's not about personalities. I don't know why people think it is. Because that's their motivation. It's not <laughs> personal. You you know, if that had been, and, and you and I have said this before, if that had been me or you or Art or Deb Langton, they would have hung us from the highest tree in the middle of Elm Street. It, the, the hypocrisy is just astounding to me. And when does it stop? Right. When does it stop? I was not looking. Hopefully November 7th. <laughs> hopefully November 7th. Hopefully. And, I, you know, I, I was I don't think anybody was looking. And I know I wasn't. I was not looking to hang Nancy out to dry. But they, when does it stop? Right. So this is certainly is not going to stop it. By receiving and filing and allowing someone to just blatantly and egregiously break the laws is not going to stop it. Now we've opened the floodgates as far as I'm concerned. So, Lisa, we are uh, up against the clock here. No, I won't take the health insurance. No, you won't take that. No, no, you won't take the health insurance. You haven't taken the health insurance. Your opponent, Kathy Staub. I want the the money to go back to Wilson and Beach Street. Thank you. She did take the health insurance and uh, unapologetically so while voting to cut other things. Mm hmm. You gotta love these people who vote to cut their own, uh, cut everything but their own. Uh, I have a huge issue with pe- putting myself in a better position than the people that I represent. I have a huge, huge issue with that. People want to learn more about your campaign, how they do it. Oh, call me 603 
391-4502. It's 391-4502. And I have a Facebook page, Lisa M. Freeman School Board Ward 5. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't have a website because I'm just not that savvy. But I have an email, Lisa M. Freeman at myfairpoint.net. Or you can get me on the uh, BOSC website. That's the Board of School Committee, MANSD.org. Lisa Freeman, as always, good to have you in the house. Rich, thank you so much. All right, we're going to take a quick check for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll give you a preview of tomorrow's busy show. We're not done yet. Stay with us. All righty, folks. Tomorrow is Wednesday. We've hit hump day. Ed Nail will be in for a question of voter fraud. Judy Lubin. BA joins us for Caring for Seniors, and Mayor Ted Gatsis will be in the house. This will be his uh, last interview before, no, I think I have one more interview before the election, but the week after on the 25th will be the debate at the Manchester Chamber of Commerce. We are trying to make sure that we can broadcast that live so we can bring that debate to all of you here in the large and loyal listening audience that is Gerard at Large and beyond. For the entire team here at Gerard Large, I am your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, be good, be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have you in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Gerard at Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.